Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to up-level your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, and today's guest, I'm really hoping you're watching us on YouTube because I would love for you to get a full picture as I did when I met Devon on the Modern Nirvana in Texas just a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, time flies, who is counting? But I'm really excited to be talking not only about our favorite topic breath but just like life in general so first thank you so much for creating the space and time to be here with us and thank you for having me absolutely and second your answer of your favorite place was a one that i never got before and it doesn't surprise me at all that you have a very unique perspective on things but what I love doing before I even dive in uh, the interview with my guests, I love taking them through short visual meditation. Would you be open to do that with me? Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. So if you're open to that, let's just gently close eyes and taking a slow, deep breath and really easing into this moment. Just really acknowledging where we are, who we are at this moment, at this place, and really softening everything within, without. And I would love for you to visualize that you are laying and floating in the infinite waters. And you are just floating and there's nowhere else to be nothing else to do and you're feeling so safe and so supported and the water is just guiding you and taking you and as you're floating through these beautiful infinite waters and you're just easing into this moment you're seeing a beautiful what it looks like a magical forest around these waters and the different creatures to be around. And one of these creatures that can be flying just flies over you, looks at you, and you made eye contact. And this creature asks you, who are you? What would be your answer if you wouldn't be saying, what are you doing, but who you really are? 
I am the infinite reflection that is you. Mm, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. I'll just bring you slowly back. Some people wanted to be in Paris, Croatia, Bali, and all these exotic places, and then they don't want to come back. <laughs> they would just leave me there. So I really love this because it, it allowed me to tap into my intuition and the flow and create something completely different. So thank you for being so open. And I know that breath, it's literally life for you. And I'm curious at when did you, when did you start really appreciating your bread and start teaching and sharing this breathwork practice that you're doing now? Yeah, it's been a eight year journey and it's been four years uh, teaching it, sharing it with others. Um, I, I got initiated into a bigu practice, which is a Taoist energy cultivation in the body. And I took what I learned from Bigu, a little bit of it, and sacred geometry. I got the beautiful chance of picking the brains of different scientists, NASA scholars when I lived in Cali at the time, and going to different uh, conventions, and meshed it all into what I call alchemy breathwork, which is a nasal breathing system to be utilized in everyday life. And beyond the sit-down session, and diving into the parasympathetic nervous system, utilizing nitric oxide, subliminal breathwork music. Now we're officially um, stated as theta healing under brain scans. So yeah, that's how it all started. <laughs> mm, that is so exciting. That's so exciting. And I'm wondering what was the first step and the first call that called you into the breathwork? Because many women that I work with, they are, curious or inspired about many things but they don't seem to see the one thing right so how do you discover your thing like how did you know that you know because what i'm hearing from you also it's you went through different things and different teachings and different modalities and then you blended it but how do you know what is right for you so one of the main questions when i got a new because um, well, before I even got initiated, I lost everything to a business partner and was going down a spiral of emotions, so to speak. And one of the first things that kept on repeating over and over in my mind was how was I breathing leading into this, the downward spiral that happened uh, with the business partner? How was I breathing? And that opened a gateway into understanding, overstanding, understanding the fact that breath is within all algorithms of your every moment in time. Mm. So you have the power to change that. And if you can at least change that, it has a beautiful ripple into where the trajectory of your life is going. It's fascinating. So now I'm curious, how were you braiding when you lost everything to your business? <laughs> because my husband went through, I, I don't think he asked himself this question, how I was braiding. But uh, a couple of years ago, he also separated with a business partner and, you know, like divorced his business partner. And so I know that like leaving the past behind can be challenging. So how did you breathe back then? Uh, sporadic. It was like I was trying to catch my breath. And that's what anxiety is. That anxiety is literally you trying to catch the breath of the future or the breath of the, pa of the past versus the now moment. That's literally what anxiety is. 
And that's what builds up in, in certain people because that's what, that's what they're doing. They're, they're so detached from the now here in this moment in time that that's what builds up them trying to catch something that they'll never be able to catch <laughs> because all you have is really now. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. I love that answer, you know, because it, it seems so simple, yet it's not easy. <laughs> you know, it's like we get so caught up thinking about past or chasing the future and thinking when I have this, when I'm that, when this will happen, then I will be happy and fulfilled. And the then never happens. And when it does, you're like, is this it? Mm. So it's really amazing that you were able to turn your life around and now supporting other people to do the same thing. So how did you step into the sacred geometry? And, and then you got to share with me about your device. You know, that will have to be my question. <laughs> oh, the pyramid. Uh, the pyramid, because of course, <laughs> like my husband, what happens, he didn't have it in Texas, but he normally wears, he has a headband with uh it's like a copper it has a silver coin and it has a, a stone like crystal quartz there oh. and it's super amazing and it's really like powerful and usually people are like noticing him so much and he didn't bring it to texas for our trip because he takes like a couple days rest so he didn't bring it and then i saw you i was like oh, this is really cool. This is how normally people are noticing something, like being different, right? And not being afraid to be different. So my first question is like, how did you got curious or inspired to learn more about sacred geometry? Mm. So this dives all the way into uh, my conspiracy days before even going into this, the more um, deep, questions of life and um you know when i got to that point of understanding how much um too much information overload can really have an effect on a person it's like a double-edged sword at the same time so one of the main things that opened my eyes was yeah diving into the breath was what in the world <laughs> is the the most double-edged side of things that can really deter a person from their trajectory of life and the biggest conspiracy of all is things that distract us from elevating ourselves and that was like it for me i was like aha <laughs> that was it and one of the one of the main things that I I delved and switched over to what's the basic form of atoms? So you look at the basic forms of atoms, and then you start seeing. I read about sacred geometry at that point in terms of atoms being formed, and it went through a whole beautiful opening to where I'm at now and how I integrated into the breath work. Mm, that is powerful. So what inspired you, for those who are listening on a podcast and you're not watching us on YouTube, you can check out Devon the Black Air Vendor, and I will put it just in our show notes so people can check out your Instagram account. That's where I connected with you. But you're wearing pyramid on your head. Right. <laughs> yeah, so one of my meditations before even coming into contact with this company 
was a pyramid meditation where my inhales would um, constrict into one big pyramid around me in terms of a protective energy. And then for my exhales, it would multiply around me inf infinitely. So uh, when I saw this and then I read about it, it was actually created by a NASA scholar, coincidence. <laughs> and I, and I, there's so many NASA scholars out in California, you'd be surprised who's who out there. And um, some of them get paid to go on films and make sure you know, they're not saying too much and things of that nature, it's wild. But uh, one of the NASA scholars, name was Dr. Fred Bell. And what they do is, particularly with this pyramid, is a organ plated where they'll get particular crystals together, powder it, and then they'll ionize gold and copper together and then mesh it on. And the founder of um, uh, William Reich, who, was, who founded Oregon, Oregon Energy, those box, uh, that box device that he went around the world and helped people heal, et cetera, et cetera. His daughter um, met Dr. Fred Bell. And the first thing she's, she saw when wearing the pyramid was she was like organ plated because she, she has the eye at that point. She could see auras and stuff like that. And she could tell which um, device and stuff like that was organ plated. So, yeah, that, that's what led me to being uh, wary and, and utilize it as a meditative device. And it also helps protect from EMF radiation, helps heal the body. Uh, they did an experiment with a bunch of fruit underneath the pyramid. It lasts a lot longer versus outside the pyramid. And it's a very interesting device that I got here. <laughs> that is amazing. So would it be this specific device or would you say it's the shape of the pyramid that is doing Oh, definitely. It's, it, it's a little bit of both. And the organ, the organ plated was um, definitely something that even made me wear it even more. Um, the fact that it's organ plated versus just metal plating. But yeah, the shape has a lot to do with it. There was an experiment they did where it's a worldwide experiment. They had these humongous pyramids and it was a quantum experiment. So um, they had a group of people who they randomly picked all, all from all different parts of the world at the same exact time in Sydney, in Tokyo, in Russia. This whole experiment started out in Russia, in London and in New York, in around five places. And he had the humongous, same exact pyramid. And for this uh, experiment, they would also get a random um, option for a number. So they picked, when the participant got picked, they got an option to choose a number, but they had to go inside the pyramid first. So this pyramid and the way it's built, it's really harmonizing with everyone all over the world in a quantum way. And they, every single one picked the exact same number and they also had a color to choose. Everyone picked the exact same color being inside the pyramid. And uh, for, I looked at that experiment. I knew about it for such a long time. So when I learned that this is actually um, the Giza measurements, it's harmonizing with any Giza pyramid around the world, including the one in Egypt. Wow. So do you sleep with it? Uh, I put it on top of the pyramid that I sleep with. Yeah, so there's a big pyramid on our, on our bed and we, we sleep on top, we sleep there. So I put it on top. That is amazing. I was just trying to like imagine like if you have like any special pillow, you know, to, <laughs> to like sleep well, with it. Yeah, sometimes I sleep upright. So yeah, sometimes I sleep upright. So sometimes I'll keep it on and just, and just lay there for 
around three, three to four hours because I don't need that much sleep. Wow. And, and you seem like, like infinite energy, literally. Like when I saw you at the event, you seem and, you know, like really exuded a lot of energy. So for those who are listening to us, what would you say are some steps that they can take from right here and right now where they are if they know they're ready to remove the obstacles in their life, if they know that there is more for them in life, what are some of the first steps that they can be taking right after our interview? Oh, uh, there's, there's two steps. If you have uh, one of the main steps, I wanna say if you have some type of resistance towards breath work maybe, or you may be one of those people who had a breathwork experience and it maybe left you traumatized, depending on maybe it might've been the style of breathwork, who knows? Um, subliminal breathwork music, I find, is a really powerful tool that I've, I've built. And we found that the sound of my breath produces high points of theta and alpha. We tried using other people's breath, but it didn't do the same thing. And that goes in the sense, going back to the whole quantum studies, embodiment is so is so key in this in these type of healing practices and things of that nature. So we started making subliminal breathwork music. So that's something you could definitely use. I made one even for COVID. I made one for pregnant mothers. Made one for fasting. <laughs> yeah, the, made one. I'm gonna make one even for basketball, just for um, for players to have subconscious breathing, um, uh, really dive deep into their subconscious where their shot will most likely improve. I'm working one. I'm working with this basketball team in Croatia and they found them to have the lowest heart rate they ever had, ever recorded while they're playing basketball before and after at the same time. So it's a really powerful tool when it comes to subliminal breathwork music. I'm just starting to release it on Spotify, Apple Music. So it's all on there uh, at this and point. Amazing. And for those who are listening and maybe they heard about breathwork but never done it, what would you say is the subliminal breathwork music? Like, how would you explain it to five-year-old? Yeah, so think of it as someone breathing super, super deep. <laughs> and your mirror, we have mirror neurons. So think of it this way. You know, you're watching a scary movie and the person is running, running away from the killer. And all of a sudden, you as a viewer, your heart starts pumping, your breath starts moving the same way because the body doesn't know the difference. So this is one of the main reasons why I even made it public because I had a friend who had an uncle in the hospital and I had it in my vault for so long. So I was like, hey, all right, play this and see what happens. And he was on a respirator for about three weeks. When he got off the respirator, the subliminal breathwork music they were playing over and over, he could do the exact same breathing pattern on the, on the subliminal breathwork music. So it's a powerful way to tap deep within your subconscious, but more importantly, your mirror neurons in your body, because the body doesn't know the difference. So when it hears that deep essence of breathing and those different types of breathing pattern, it mimics it subconsciously. So it's like you're breathing as multiple people all at once. That is really fascinating. And I got to admit, I haven't heard it before. So thank you for teaching me something new and really educating me. So um, when you do the subliminal right work, is, um, is it better to do it while you're asleep or awake? Yeah, it, it, it's better to do it. Um, so there's different styles of it because I made even one for sleeping. <laughs> so uh, the main point 
when you're listening to it is at least breathe only with your nose because that's pure nasal breathing you're hearing in the subliminal breathwork music. So it's gonna harmonize with certain breathing patterns in your subconscious in that way. Why just nose uh, breathing through your nose? Yeah, <laughs> all right, that's a great question. So nasal breathing is, uh, it's, made for, it's made for breathing. It, the mouth wasn't really made for breathing. The mouth was made for eating, drinking, talking, speaking, singing. And the nose is the only one with a filter. And there's no lag when it comes to your lungs, when it comes to air entering the body. Versus a the mouth, there's going to be a lag. And they found that people who even have sleep apnea, people who snore, have higher risk of heart attack by up by like 14%. So that goes to show you that our body was really not made for breathing with the mouth at all. It was made for pure, pure nasal breathing. I hear you and it makes so much sense. And I know also in, in Texas, I, I saw you, um, you met with my mentor, uh, Curtis Lee and the breathwork, uh, Curtis Lee Thomas. Um, the breathwork he was demonstrating on the stage was a mouth breathing. And he said, the only time you breathe through your mouth, you should be breathing always through your nose. It's only when you're doing this breathwork. So how do you feel about it, you know, as a breathwork mentor too, that there is this different technique that is only a mouth breathing? Yeah, so um, this even goes all the way to the founder of holotropic breathwork, and that's pure mouth breathing. But even him himself said, when you're doing this, it's, you should have like a three-week integration of journaling, your experience, letting, letting go, and really going through those emotions that you went through during the holotropic. You shouldn't be doing this every single day or every other day or the next week after. You should have a long period against it. So um, for me personally, I'm just sharing a different side of breath work. I'm not against any, any, any of that. I'm just, I'm just sharing um, also breath consciousness as well. And the fact that uh, this style of breathing, alchemy breath work is pure parasympathetic breathing. And the beauty behind it is you can literally go as long as your willpower allows you to. So the beauty is, well, you're not gonna faint, you're not gonna pass out, you're not gonna have a seizure. And you can do it also in real time as well. There's so many different styles of it. It's more than just techniques, but it's how am I integrating it in my everyday life? And that's what alchemy breathwork is about. Mm, I love so it's, that. It's a, it's a lot different <laughs> for sure. I love that so much because what can I do like every day? What can I do that I can stick with, right? Because when I was getting certified with Curtis, there is a breathwork bootcamp where you get to be doing this breathwork every single day for 30 days. And there are people who keep going, you know, like 60 days, 90 days, you know, like, like just this, this kind of breath. And I love that you stand up for what you stand for without, you know, saying like, hey, that doesn't work or whatever. Like you're teaching what works for you. And that is beautiful because I feel like that's how we can truly impact even more people because you're sharing your truth, what works for you, but you're not saying this is right, this is wrong. Hey, this is what right. works for me. And this is what aligns with me. So that is absolutely beautiful. So yeah, we, ha we have something similar, um, uh, the Brett Dojo experience. Well, we'll start from 3 a.m. Eastern time and literally every three hours all the way to the next day. Someday it'll be two days on the Brett family Zoom calls. We'll just go all out, <laughs> different sessions. 
That's why you're training not to sleep, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. That's beautiful. So one last question. For those who are still living in anxiety and fear and frustration, and they know they're breathing shallow because they are living under that pressure that you described, the chasing feeling and breath, what is the one thing you want them to know? Um, that your breath, even though it's so subtle, it has a huge impact on the densities that you're feeling in this exact moment in time. Mm. It's so subtle, but it's the subtleties of life that we overlook that influence our decision-making, influence our choices, influence our relationships, influences who we attract into our lives. That is amazing. Thank you so much. And I feel like today gave us so many valuable tips and perspectives that we can look at. I know that I loved connecting with you on Instagram, but is there any other place you would love to connect with people online? Uh, yeah, you can reach me at www.alchemybreath.work. Beautiful. You guys will find everything there. I will also put it in the show notes. Thank you so much for your work today and for the work you're creating in the world every single day. I appreciate you. And I'm sure my husband will be looking into the pyramid thing too. He's like so <laughs> open to all the growth. So thank you for everything you're doing in the world. Mm, thank you for sharing the breath.